0: Fellow hoteliers, and welcome to episode two hundred six of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. My name is Pete DeMeo, and I'm your host and toll collector. As usual, I'm here with Phil Frisca, our roadside assistance vehicle operator. <laughs> Hello, Phil. We're working on the highway today. We are working on the highway. In fact, uh, today on our toll road to hotel marketing success, we're going to be we're going to dive into how hoteliers can build the best highway to hotel conversion, as sung
1: by <laughs> ACDC. See, so you, you said ACDC. I was thinking of that Adam Sandler
0: Tollbooth Willie bit. Oh, yeah. Like if we could have ACDC doing the Tollbooth Willie bit. <laughs> now I was thinking, highway to hotel conversion.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As I'm raising the fist of rock. Yes. Perfect. But, uh, yes, yeah, so I think we had a cool episode today. And we have to thank Alyssa Fate for this topic. She wrote a pretty awesome article, which is choosing a CMS for your hotel. That was just published here at the beginning of November. And it's a really good insights of kind of how hoteliers need to start thinking about when they're ready to build that new website, what they need to do. And obviously, we're you know we're in the the throes of 2022 marketing and budgeting. So, so that's on a lot of hoteliers' minds. So I figure it's a good time to, to dive into this. And we're going to break down some of the, the CMS options out there and see if we can help hoteliers figure out which one is right for them.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it's a question we get a lot, so might as well make a podcast about it, huh?
0: That's what I'm thinking. That way we can answer for everybody at one big time. Awesome. Well, hey, so before we dive into the meat of the topic, as usual, we have some news and we have our 60 seconds to success. So starting off with the news, I have to sing this stupid song as usual. Oh, I should have thought of a good rock version.
1: Uh, you've done you did the I, 80s hair metal version before. I know Can but I went in with the ACDC the comment.
0: I, I'm very nervous about doing an ACDC version of uh newsaroos. Don't blow it. Go yeah. go
1: try it and true Pete.
0: Yeah. With hotel marketing that cannot lose. Now it's time for your newsarus. Yes. <laughs> Kind of throw right, there a little perfect. bit.
1: So,
0: anyway, this is not necessarily so much a newseroo, but it's something I've seen kind of batted around recently. And it's travel deal Tuesdays, or tra- should I say, travel deal Tuesday? Yeah, which, it's
1: one specific day of the year when you're going to get travel deals. Thanks, Hopper.
0: Yeah, and it looks like this is from Hopper, the uh, OTA aggregator type type site, and they are promoting that you have Cyber, uh, yeah, Black Friday have cyber monday but don't book your hotel and your travel then you want to wait till tuesday because it rhymes which it has the same first letter as it's, travel
1: it's some travel alliteration for you but yeah. uh i think pete and I, pete would probably agree with me this is a bit silly it's made up this is the the hallmark holiday of the travel industry um i don't know what they well, i do know what they're trying to do here i just don't see it sticking for anybody but them and the people who follow Hopper.
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my thought behind it. And to, to be fair, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, specifically Cyber Monday, is all Hallmark-type holidays. They, we just made them up to to sell more stuff. So, so kudos for Hopper for coming up with the idea. But I feel like it just dilutes what the, the shopper's already so conditioned to that week that I think you are have a high, hard time building up Travel Deal Tuesday to be this amazing thing.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to, all right, all of you hoteliers who listen to us are probably already running some sort of deal, right? Yep. If you want to have it run through Tuesday and it ends on Travel Deal Tuesday so you can include yourself on this, go right ahead. You have your deal running one longer day and it's not going to hurt anything. You get included in this. Um I don't think as the industry we should be promoting it because we don't want to lose out to OTAs. What what this should be is a push for direct bookings um, and to get the you know, best deals of the year through direct bookings, not push them out to a hopper.
0: I completely agree with you. I have nothing else to add to that other than focus on your Black, uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. If you don't know about Black Friday and Cyber Monday, check out our previous podcast. I believe it was... 204 maybe where we really talked about black friday and we have a dedicated article for that as well so so dive into that and then you'll be better off for it all right phil now's your time to step up to the plate
1: (laughs) i i can already hear the timer ticking down we got some 60 seconds to success for all you listeners out there
0: All right. So just everybody knows the rules probably already, but I'm going to put the timer on for 60 seconds. Phil has to give you information that's going to be so insightful that it's going to change your whole marketing world. And he only has 60 seconds to make it happen. You ready, Phil?
1: Hit it. All right. So to make the most out of your hotel's paid advertising budget, you need to be as refined as possible when it comes to your targeting. I know not all of you have tens of thousands of dollars to spend each month to reach new guests at the very top of the funnel, reel them in, and send them all the way through the mousetrap. Some of you only have a few hundred dollars to spend maximum, and we understand that. So for those hotels, we recommend looking at a few factors uh, to only run ads to the, at the right time to the right prospect. So the right time could be your top converting day of the week, hour of day, or a combination of both. The right prospect may include people who live in certain geographic areas fall into certain behavioral audiences fall into certain income levels whatever but layering your targeting allows you to make the very most out of a very small advertising budget so use that for all of you who only have a few hundred
0: dollars you did it you, did, you want to hear the the timer go off though
1: how close was i
0: uh you have like a couple more seconds yeah so you did phenomenal good job man um,
1: Realistically, that advice works for anybody. You should be refined with your targeting. But for those that don't have a lot to spend, spending it as effectively as you possibly can, getting the highest return out of it, reaching the right people at the right time, I mean, it's it's imperative.
0: I like this one. When you think about, especially from a, a paid campaign, if you don't have 100% impression share, why don't you become the one who determines who's most qualified versus just throwing up to the whims of Google to see where you rank in that overall impression share world. Well,
1: if you're thinking of impression share right? so limiting the amount of people you run to and times that you're running, you decrease the amount of impressions that you could potentially have, therefore increasing your impression share for the times that you are running. So what you're trying to do is max out your impression share for the, the perfect time and place.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So good tip and good job staying under that sixty second. Well, I ran over
1: last time. I had to. I had to rein it in this time.
0: That's true. What we need to be doing is recording how long it actually takes us, and then having kind of a uh, a second bank that you can put stuff into. So if you need it in the future, like to give a penny, take a penny. We need
1: to. Pete, we should we should just stop running the timer that ticking behind it, so we can compile all these into one giant sixty second. Is a success. Sixty times sixty seconds to success, and just do an hour long podcast of our sixty second <laughs> tips, and that'll be run what we run over Christmas.
0: Well, I don't want to speak for our listeners, but I think they would enjoy hearing the TikTok in the background of everything you're listening to for full hour. For an hour, yeah. And we yeah, can do that right let's now. Get for that long.
1: heart racing,
0: yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, but I, I do want to take all these sixty seconds to success and combine them because I, I do think it's 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 a great way for for people to get a little. You know snack size fact that they can take in stick in their back pocket for for when they need to improve their marketing anyway you want to jump into the the meat of the subject today
1: yes so like we mentioned we get this question a lot especially when our hotel clients or prospects are coming to us and, and asking for a new website and they're saying well what CMS should we use and exactly as, as always the answer is it depends. It depends. So, but, yeah,
0: it, it really does because depending on the on your property or the site that you're trying to build, or even the the level of engagement you want to have with your site admin, really is going to determine what you want to do. So I say before we ever even get into choosing the right CMS for your hotel, you have to lay out the criteria. As, okay, what are the needs for for my hotel's website? If you have a massive, you know, five six hundred room resort with all the amenities, the dining, entertainment options, you're gonna to want to make sure that you have a incredibly robust site that can do anything and everything that you could possibly think of.
1: Right. Think of think of the difference between a massive ski resort that's open year round, that has that has spa, it has dining, it sells lift tickets, it does all of these things through the hotel website. It, they have a much different need than the you know, ten room boutique hotel, um, you know, on the side of the highway, whatever. Exactly, it's just, just completely different needs.
0: Yeah, and honestly, you bring up a good point too, as well. If you are a a roadside inn, it's a very different world. Even if you're, you know, hundred room property versus hundred room property, if your guests are looking for a place to stay overnight, and the directions the most important thing it's going to be a different strategy than if you're a resort destination. So, and
1: your needs, your needs of what you, what the functionality of the site itself, are, they're just very different.
0: Yeah, completely. So once you've kind of understood one, who your market is and what you need to, to go after in terms of, you know, the, the functionality of your site, you also want to look at some other things too. It's like, So for instance, your booking engine, uh, analytics systems, do you have live chat or whatever other type of things that are going to need to get plugged into that system? The All the systems that we're going to talk about today, we're going to focus on three in particular, have ways where you can integrate analytics or a booking engine or whatever it might be. But they're all going to be done a little bit differently. So you want to make sure that you understand this at the forefront. And as you're doing your evaluations, you're thinking about the things that you're actually going to need when the site's all built and done. But once you've done the evaluation, you say, okay, I think I understand what I want. Now is the time where you get to figure out how much this thing is actually going to cost. Uh, like our friend Stuart Butler always says is that you want to get the moon on a stick, but you may not necessarily be able to afford the moon nor the giant stick it's attached to. So <laughs> what you want to do is really slice and dice what you need. And I think to do that, we want to dive in and say, what are the different parts of the website that we're gonna be investing our budget into. So for instance, is it gonna be a custom design or is it gonna be a template website? If it's a custom design, before you ever get to the CMS question, you're gonna have designer cost. You're gonna have, a lot of times, you have a lot of HTML development to convert your Photoshop or your Figma files or whatever it might be to something that your developers can use to, to start building out the website. Uh, speaking of that, do you even require a website developer? If you're using a very simple template website, it could be a couple hours you know, sitting in your office and building out a, a hotel website, which is an option. It may not be the best option, and it's not going to be the most robust. But you know, if you are a small property and you have no real need for higher-end functionality or a lot of marketing driving you to a complex website... A little simple website may not be a bad idea for you. And then the next thing I'll say is if, if you are looking at a, a templated website even, will it need customizations? Because one of the things I found is over time, if you want to keep customizing websites, you may want to you want to plan on those customizations now instead of trying to shoehorn them in down the road when you may not be able to do that and then you're too far down your website path.
1: I think I think this is one of those one of those things that is not considered when you're going with the, well, let's save some money and use a template. Okay. That's, that's fine. But uh, this is where you need to brainstorm all of the functionalities that you envision your website is going to need before you make these decisions because customizations is where then you're bringing in the developers, which we just talked about, and you're, you're really going to need, Uh, Some time effort and frankly more money put into creating whatever the customization is for you and you're you've you've gone beyond the scope of your basic template. Yep, exactly
0: from there Factor in things like your hosting cost and that's not just the cost for hosting the website You also want to factor in from a security perspective from a CDN perspective and all of the costs that go along with making sure that your site runs as fast as it can and as securely as it can. So a lot of places are gonna offer a free SSL or it may be a slight upcharge, but we wanna factor all that stuff in to make sure that you understand what you're getting into. And the reason that I say that we wanna do this as part of selecting the right CMS is based on the platform that you're using, you may not be a part of that decision at all. That may be made on the platform level And you're told this is the type of SSL that you have for your website or this is the hosting that you have and take it or leave it. And then I think the last thing that you really want to focus on in terms of the CMS is what's your long-term plans in terms of updating the content on your website? Am I, I have a couple of rooms. I want to have a static website that's just going to tell people about my, my location, my directions, my room types and booking engine. Or is this going to be a, a very interactive website with blogs, with FAQs, and a lot of other things that you're going to be going in and updating on an ongoing basis?
1: And this this kind of goes back to you know understand what you need before you dive into this. Because if you have in your head that you want to, let's say, rank in organic rankings for a bunch of different keywords, and you want to be able to content to rank for these keywords is that possible with a very simple solution or are you going to be constantly making updates like that new content being added to the site is that easy to do is that difficult to do which CMS makes those things um, easier for you Um, do those type of posts that you're envisioning creating have custom elements to them can you embed video can you you know do all the things that you want to do with the content you intend to create so understanding your end goal and what you really want is really going to help drive your decision on what cms to choose
0: yep and i'll say the last thing from a you know from a cost perspective but then also things that you want to think about before you even start choosing is you know phil's job you know as the the vehicle maintenance guy or whatever whatever we said your original job was but <laughs> yeah, but in this case roadside it, assistance yeah your roadside assistance guy uh no it, on your seo and your search marketing side which of these platforms is going to do a best job to make sure that your site is optimized it can have the proper structure for paid search for organic rankings and everything else that goes along with that some platforms are going to work better than others If you have an aggressive marketing strategy, think about that in the forefront while you're making those decisions because, and we've had this issue happen in the past where there's only so much you can do with certain platforms before you're done. You can't do anymore.
1: Yes. And trust me, when you hit that wall and you started out on the cheap route, um, very templated route, and you didn't plan ahead very well making the customizations after the fact becomes difficult. It becomes costly. Uh, and frankly, it can slow sites down when all of us are trying to make sites faster. So understand that th- those, those pitfalls may, you know, it's, it's, it's that old adage, right? So if you want something done right, you can, what, what is it? You pay for it to be.
0: Oh, choose, choose two of three of these yeah three. The
1: choose two of three. Do you want it fast? Or or uh, do you want it uh, slow? or Do you want it expensive? Or I can't remember the exact thing. I'm sure you've all seen it, it, this. It's,
0: it's do you want it fast? Do you want it cheap? Or do you want it good? Yeah, and you that's can right. you can choose two of those three.
1: Yes, <laughs> exactly. And that and that, that really it, it kind of factors into to CMSs and and website development as well.
0: Yep. So well, nice. So we've already figured out that we what our needs are. We figured out how we want to engage our site in, in the budget that we have. So now we got to actually start weighing the pros and cons of a lot of the popular CMSs out there. We're going to focus on three: WordPress, Squarespace, and Wix. There are a ton of other platforms out there, and I know Phil, you, and me, between our you know decades of experience, we've used just way about more everything than these there. three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything from you know Expression Engine and ColdFusion Fusion, you know, base sites to. to
1: yeah, or it's these these three are the probably the the most popular right now, and what we run into the most when we are deciding what to build with or what's brought to us to optimize. So this this is this is kind of what we stuck with. Obviously, there's there's way more choices out there, but the, these are the likely the three you're going to run into when you're deciding what website to build. So this is why we focused on this. Otherwise, we, Pete and I would be on here for hours breaking down the pros and cons of each. No one wants to hear that.
0: Yeah, let's let's dive into the finer parts of Drupal and see you know, how we can build there. <laughs> all right, so let's go and just jump into the very first one, which is WordPress. So definitely one that we've all heard of and is the most flexible in terms of anything that you possibly could want to do. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and break this down. We're look at the pros and we're going to look at the cons and really hone in on on what is best about each platform. That way you can kind of make your own own decision so i think
1: wordpress is the most popular cms in the world if i remember correctly by by a long shot um it's it's mostly you know pros because of its you know customization ability or templated ability you can kind of go any way you want with a wordpress site
0: yeah and I, i think that goes to obviously the fact that it is the most used cms out there that it makes its where there's a ton of options that you can take advantage of that other developers have built that you can use. So kind of the first, the three things I would say are really the great pros are one is incredibly user-friendly. So if you think of it almost as managing like a Word document, a lot of the management of your site, of blogs, content, is very drag and drop, very friendly to use. But it gives you that extra level of, when you're ready to get down into the the more complex elements, you can still do so. So it's it's intuitive. It makes a lot of sense, and the the breadth of knowledge out there to help you learn how to use WordPress is incredible. More so than in, any other platforms. And
1: and any pretty much, uh, in my opinion, anyone who's slightly technically savvy can hop into a WordPress site and figure it out fairly easily.
0: Oh, when we used to use other platforms, we would have a lot of time allocated for training and client education on these platforms. And it's with WordPress, you're kind of like, "Hey, okay, this is where you do stuff, you know, have fun. And pretty much everybody will already know what to do.
1: Yeah. One, one quick session or a few YouTube videos, honestly, will will get you where you need to be. Um, I, I think that's, that's a huge pro to WordPress. Um, And also, you know, I think this kind of goes into number two, the the plugins of WordPress and just a vast amount of plugins for WordPress, but just the WYSIWYG editor. So if you're unaware, WYSIWYG is an acronym for what you see is what you get. But all that means is you can visually see exactly what you're doing and then that's what outputs to your page. So there's many of those editors within WordPress as well.
0: Between the plugins and everything else, it's a it's a great platform. It's very easy to use. And <clears throat> honestly, it's the, it's the one that we choose, but that's because of you know, our understanding of it. And that's because we definitely use every little aspect that we can.
1: And, uh, and again, from, from my perspective, when we talk about optimization, this is why I like WordPress the best is because of the plugins in ease of optimization and how efficiently, We can optimize sites through plugins that are built by WordPress or not built by WordPress, but built for WordPress that we can use. So um, things like if if you're familiar with WordPress at all, I'm sure you've heard of Yoast. It's an SEO plugin, one that we use. There's other ones all in one SEO. But like these things for optimizing your website, these plugins, they make it they make it so easy and and you don't miss a lot of the best practices. And again, this goes back to the very first thing of pros user friendliness. If you're not a, you know, super savvy SEO person, you at least have these things to lean back on that kind of give you little nudges and little guides of, you know, maybe you're messing up or, you know, Hey, maybe you did a really great job. Um, That's, that's one of the things that, you know, from from a training someone who doesn't do this every
0: day, WordPress does very well. Yep. Absolutely. And you know, I think the <clears throat> obviously optimization from your perspective is, is phenomenal. Yeah, you, know, you can build a site that is going to be you know best in class in terms of the latest things that Google and search engines demand from from sites because of the plugins and everything else that kinda of goes along with WordPress. But that kind of leads us into some of the cons and you know, the plugins that you install on your website are all ways that malicious, malicious folks can also get into your website. And a lot of times when you're choosing plugins, it's very easy just to go shopping and click download, click download, click download. But what you end up doing is you keep creating all these little doors into your website. And if you're not using plugins and other extensions and anything else that might be associated with things that you're actually putting on your website and you don't know where they came from, you're opening yourself up to one of the biggest cons of WordPress is the security and the vulnerabilities associated with it. It's Honestly, it's it's a non-issue if you build the site right. You're not going to have problems with security and vulnerability. However, if you download a theme and you just start dropping plugins in, you are constantly going to be plagued with malware running on your site, you're gonna be plagued with slow load times, you might be getting spam uh, being sent from your site or receiving a ton of spam. Either way, there's a lot of issues there. And a lot of times, you know, hackers and these people are very sophisticated. You know, a lot of times you may go to your website and you might type in www fancy hotel and it works just fine. But if someone comes to your website from Google and it has a search referral, it can redirect it to your viagra sites or wherever else it might be and a lot of times you never know that but every customer who wants to visit your property that's all they see and it's 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 a, it's a tricky one to to work around and it's all because of the structure that's put in place from the onset
1: yeah and we we listed plugins as a pro right but plugins could easily be a con if used incorrectly, like you just said, Pete. Yeah, you have to be very smart about which ones you choose, um, and like with any of these CMSs we're going to talk about, please discuss it with somebody and and who who knows what they're talking about. If you yourself do not, because you could walk yourself right into a big problem.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the good plugins that are out there that have you know million plus downloads, you can feel pretty confident with those. It's when you're sh- shopping for a plugin and it has, you know, fifteen hundred downloads and it's been around for a very long time.
1: Even ten thousand. Yeah. WordPress is so big; like something could have ten thousand downloads, and that's really not that many in the grand scheme of what WordPress has out there in the world. So, yeah. you know, it's it's somewhat easy to do something maliciously uh, through this platform if. Someone was so inclined, so that's kind of where we put the con of security and vulnerability. So if WordPress is something you plan on using, we we recommend you do it through somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, this isn't a do it by yourself type scenario most of the time.
0: Yep. And then the next one, kind of from a con perspective, is performance. Again, if you build the site properly, it's not going to be as big of a concern, but WordPress can be a little bit weighty. You know, there's uh, a lot of Uh, talking about plugins, but talking about the infrastructure of the platform itself, it can slow down your site a little bit just out of the box. So you want to make sure that as you're building your site, you're also thinking about the performance of the end user and what it requires from a server perspective and make sure that you're not making a site unnecessarily slow by just... You know, picking the coolest theme and not even thinking about the ramifications.
1: Another thing I, w- I will mention here that I would put on the pro and con list, how many themes there are. Some of them are awesome, but, you know, and they look great. They, they're quick. They're, they're awesome. But at the end of the day, they're not built for SEO. They're built for looks, um, which isn't the best user experience. A lot of the time, it's not the best. Uh, experience for search engines to come crawl. Um, you see a lot of header mismatches with some of these themes, so uh, be mindful of that as well and and make sure you have somebody who knows what they're doing in terms of optimization and look at your theme.
0: Yeah, And honestly, the last thing from a WordPress perspective is it is going to be the most expensive option of the, the ones that we're talking about when you do it correctly. Because even if you get a theme that is super solid, what's going to end up happening is you are going to have to put some time in from a development perspective to make sure the theme is configured correctly. All your plugins are configured correctly. Your branding is there. And there's going to be a lot of customization that's going to take a couple extra steps that, yes, you can do it on your own. And it's it's a great thing to learn so you know how to manage your own site. But you may really want to start thinking about, okay, if I'm going down the WordPress route and I have a more complex site, go ahead and start tapping a developer to to help out with that process because you're starting to get into a little bit deeper waters that you don't necessarily know what issues you're going to run into. And you know feel a lot of the issues that they run into are not the ones that are immediately visible to them. Hey, it looks pretty. The site's great. Until you realize it doesn't rank for anything. Yeah. It's is it got
1: technically it. sound? Is and, and I think we'll talk about that with some of the others as well. That's a, that's a calm damn near across the board, right? Yep. So um, it's a con for everybody, but yep. WordPress for for sure is, that's, it may or may not be a con, but it's likely a con if you don't do it correctly from the get-go. Absolutely.
0: So for, from there, if you don't like Word, Word, uh, WordPress, or that's not really where you want to go. Squarespace is another option as well. And we've built uh, websites on Squarespace. We've actually inherited sites from clients on Squarespace and there's some, there's some benefits to it. It's a, it's a simple system, which pro and con, I probably put it in both places. It is super easy to set up. I mean, it's, it doesn't give you a ton of options. It gives you a couple of nice themes and designs that you can use and you can go from not having a site at all to a couple of clicks and you have something that resembles a workable hotel website.
1: Yeah, you run into less analysis paralysis when setting that up because you don't have as much to pick from and you can end up with something great pretty quickly.
0: Yep. Now, the the other pro there as well is we talked about hosting. We talked about SSLs and security. With Squarespace, it's all included. So you're buying a website and a service. It is a Squarespace website. It is not your website. And I think that's one thing that we really didn't talk about with WordPress is that you own the entirety of your site, which is not the case with, you know, Squarespace or we're going to talk about Wix as well. In both those cases, it's a, it's a software as a service. It's a subscription model. It's your website as long as you are paying uh, Squarespace and whatever updates they come up with. If you want to say, you know what, I, I want to change my host or I want to take this website and do mm-hmm. something else with it. You can't, it's, it's, it's not available to, to make that happen so, so, so yeah. I say it's a con but you know if, if you're looking for something simple you don't want to be dealing with hosting issues and DNS issues and all that stuff going with a squarespace option may not be a bad idea
1: yeah yeah I've, I've, I put that in the con category as well Pete and you know we've we've run into uh, even some other competitors of ours that kind of do that they hold you hostage a bit um, you don't want to be held hostage you want to have freedom Um In most cases, but if you are happy with your Squarespace site, then you're happy with your Squarespace site.
0: Mm -hmm. So, and I would say with, with all of these, once you have your site set up, spend the time to make sure that your analytics are also set up properly. And this is for WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, whatever you do, because that's going to be the thing that answers the question is, do I like my site? You, know, you may look at your site and you think you like it until you look at your conversion rate. You say, wait a minute, well, I'm an idiot. I hate my site because, yes, it's the prettiest thing in the world, but it hasn't made me the money that I need for it to, to make. Good point. So, so I think you know, Squarespace, the biggest pro is it's super simple. The pricing is easy to go with and it's fast. When we start looking at some of the cons of Squarespace, performance. I would say that is probably one of the, the bigger issues that we see is... Because you can't optimize your site performance individually, you get what you get. And it's not the fastest. It's a very bloated structure. There's a lot of, I don't want to say unnecessary JavaScript, but there's a lot of extra code that is in the the structure that prevents the site from being everything it could be.
1: Yeah. And I mean, while we're, we're talking about it being simple, it is simple. It's simple if you know it and you learned it. It's simple once you understand it. It takes there's a bit of a learning curve. The interface isn't the easiest thing to use. I think that's that's this next con is it. While it's simple, it's easy to use. It's easy to use once you know Squarespace. I think finding your way around it, and I think all of us who have dealt with Squarespace sites understand this. Um, And if you know it, you know it. If you don't. You're going to spend a few hours learning. I would I would say most WordPress sites, a little easier to, you know, click and pick, you know, exactly what you need. You know, Squarespace takes a little digging.
0: Yeah. Well, there's not like a, there's a central navigation, right? But it's, it's so threaded that you click on this and then you can click on this and then you can click on this. And then eventually you find this one little section where you can change your button style or whatever it is that you're trying to change. But then you leave it and you go back 10 levels, you have to work your way back down to make little changes. So it's uh, it's not as user-friendly as WordPress by any means. And if you don't make changes to your site all the time, it's more of a set it and forget it thing. That may not be as big of a con, but I always like to think about you know, if I was going to do the best job I can with my website, I'm going to put that in the con category because it can be kind of a pain in the butt to, mm-hmm. to manage.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're paying for what you get, right? It's, you know, the pricing is somewhat straightforward, um, though they do have fees. Uh, but you, if you pay for the basic Squarespace thing that you go set up on your own, it's like we said, it's once you learn it, it's pretty easy to do. Performance isn't going to be that great because they have to weigh it down to make it easy for you to use. Um, but once you figure it out (laughs) and you start, um, adding some stuff that, you know, those fees can add up with Squarespace
0: as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely can. You know, and then another one, if we want to look at the, the cheapest of the cheap options is the last CMS we want to talk about, which is Wix. And it, it's, it's a great way to get a super simple site up without really any coding knowledge whatsoever. Uh, one of the things that's kind of cool with Wix is they have this unique process to start the design where you do a questionnaire and you fill out your personal information and stuff like that. And it's going to kind of create the site that it thinks that you want that you can then tailor to actually fit your needs. So you know, it's, it's easy to get started. It's, it's easy to maintain.
1: They're really pretty.
0: Yeah. And yeah, so it, it's one of those things where it might be very pretty, but I, every time I see a Wix site and I think yeah. about what a hotel your needs I'm always like, "Ah, I'd like for you to change this, or you probably should have your, your booking widget up here, you know, so it is front and center on mobile devices and can't admit in some cases. It's just, it's what it is.
1: That's the biggest con for it as well. Yeah. You know, that's Wix is, Wix is great for that. Like what we talked about on the onset, um, you need that quick, simple site, no customizations. You basically just need people to be able to find your location and see your picture. And you don't have a ton of features and, yeah. and, and functionalities. Fine. Um, that Then, you know, it's cheap. It's a good option for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if you find yourself... Needing a lot of customizations for functionalities that you need to provide your guests,
0: um, that kind of
1: leads us right into the cons.
0: Well, um, yeah, that's, it's a big so. You, one here's a cool thing about Wix. You they have a free plan, so it's it's free, but you are basically going to be ad supported, and you don't get to control of what the ads are. They're going to take you off your website to, well, for your hotel site, and you have the free plan. There's probably going to be off uh, sales from OTAs and other places, so. So and, you don't want to do that. You so, won't
1: rank well. No. I mean, that's just, that's a, that's a con as well. I yeah. Mean, it's just Wix sites don't tend to rank as well as um, other CMSs. We'll just leave it at that. Definitely.
0: So you definitely, you got to go with the the paid plan for, for Wix at a minimum. And like Phil said, it's, you have another issue with uh, ranking. It's not going to do it as well there. And uh, I mean, I mean, short of that, it's, it's, It's what you, you pay for what you get. It is the most simple platform out there. If you need a simple site, that's Wix may work for you, but don't expect it to ever be anything more than that. And when you are ready to take that next leap, again, you're starting with square, starting at square one with, you know, Squarespace or preferably like a WordPress type, you know, full on site. So
1: we've, um, we've dealt with, we've dealt with all of these and I think you can probably just pick from what we've talked about, which ones we prefer. Moved um, dealt with custom CMSs that are great and custom CMSs that are terrible too. So there's, there's a lot of stuff out there for you. Um, I think at the end of the day, Pete, if we had to pick, obviously I think you and I would both pick WordPress um, just based on all of the good things that you can do, the minimalized cons if you do it correctly. Uh, compared to the cons of the other two that we mentioned today,
0: same here. It's, it's 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 a great platform when you know when you use it properly. I think all the cons are really mitigated to possibly inconveniences, if even that. But it, it's one of those things where it's it's a full website. You have to be committed to managing your site. But I would say this as a hotelier, in literally 2021, you need to be living. You know, on your website, you need to be managing your properties online presence aggressively and consistently. You know, and using a Wix or a Squarespace to me kind of puts immediately. I my mindset goes to your set it forget it type property, and that's an indicator that you might be thinking of set it forget it in other areas of your hotel marketing, which is very bad. Well, we
1: we understand that. You know, budgetary concerns are always a factor. Um, But again, this goes back to the very, very beginning of what we talked about. When you're about to build a new website, you're picking a new CMS because you're building a new website. Realistically. So let's be honest with ourselves. What are you willing to spend? How much revenue is your website driving? And if it's not driving the majority of your revenue you're already screwed. So make sure that yeah. your website is what's bringing in all the money. And if it's not, then maybe this is a time to reinvest in yourself. Um, just like you would invest in non-property improvements, investing in your online presence is is crucial. So choosing the correct CMS, understanding what your budget is to do that, and then picking a versatile platform, which is, again, why we're choosing WordPress. Um picking a versatile platform to be able to build that on um, and understanding, truly understanding what the needs of your website are. Is it somebody needs to visit my website, understand what room types I offer, and they need to be able to book. If that's all your website is, I mean, we're talking to what 95% of hotels at that point, there's, you know, there's still benefits to having a, more customization or customizable option.
0: Completely agree. So so that's what we think. So I would say, you know, as you're beginning to plan for 2022, if a, if a, a website redesign or migration is on your plate, here's a couple of choices to choose from, from a CMS perspective. But if you need help with that, that's also what we're here for. So, you know, reach out to us, travelboommarketing.com, and we can help you develop not only the website, but the full on, you know, marketing strategies to, to go behind that website. Uh, or you can just send us a, send us a message, hit us up at podcast at travel boom marketing and ask us questions that we answer for absolutely free. It's like, uh, it's like Wix, but we don't have a, uh, we don't have ads supported. We just answer your questions and, and we deliver. If you have anything you want to learn about, just let us know, uh, particularly on the website side. Now, obviously, we're passionate about it, and it is the it is a hub for all of the other efforts that you're working on.
1: But if you're an aspiring apiarist, feel free to ask Pete all your bee-related questions.
0: Yeah, I'm getting a little bit rusty on bees, but uh, I, I still have a, a wealth of bee knowledge.
1: I had so. to, I just had to call back on it real quick. Yeah.
0: I, I miss my bees. <laughs> so, they, they, I've always thought about bringing them back, but I don't know how that's going to happen. The new neighborhood may not be too friendly to, to having a, a several swarms of bees in my backyard. <laughs> the golfers will cry. You uh, don't. What do we say? Um, ask
1: ask forgiveness, not
0: permission. I think that's true with most things, except for uh, except for um, yeah. potential anaphylactic flying shop. around. Yeah. Your <laughs> just just you know strap a few epipens to the yeah. bottom you yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all fun games until a, a golfers uh, stroke it out on the 16th hole <laughs> uh, but anyway so so that's what we got here from from travel boom right, follow along go to slash podcast and use your little mouse or finger to click on episode 206 for the full show notes and we also have a link to this awesome article that alyssa wrote for us here so so check that out. If you want to learn more about us, I said, uh, travel, boom, marketing, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn at pretty much travel, boom, marketing anywhere. Phil, if they want to reach out to you and ask you about uh, roadside assistance, where would they go? You would call AAA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,
0: you can find me on LinkedIn. That's probably the
1: best place to reach out to me. Uh, at Phil Foresca, Foriska, F O R I S K A. Um, can reach me at Travel Boom Marketing as well. Both of us, info at travelboommarketing.com. Um, we'll see your messages there. Please uh, leave us a review. Um, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please leave us a review. Let us know what you love, what you hate, what you want us to cover.
0: Love it. And they can find me on LinkedIn at Pete DeMayo, P E T E D I M A I O. And that's it. That is another hotel marketing podcast episode in the books and we'll be back next week with more tips and tricks for hotel years and until next week pete oh no we won't be back next week happy thanksgiving everybody that's right so we're gonna uh, take a little bit of a hiatus for for thanksgiving but we'll be back after we do our black friday cyber monday shopping and uh even our Travel Tuesday shopping. <laughs> See, that does make sense. I don't like saying I, it
1: that way. I don't like you either. Yeah. I, am, I am, you know what I'm thankful for, Pete. What are you thankful for? All, all the people who listen to this show, and particularly the ones that reach out and tell us that we missed fantastic puns when we were talking about priming our audience and missing the uh, Amazon Prime joke that I we know. had sitting on the table the whole time. I know. I I keep thinking about any other
0: jokes that we might be leaving out there. And we're we're, probably leaving a lot out, but thank you, Terry, for calling us out on our (laughs) missed dad jokes. If nobody calls us out, we don't know what we're missing and we can't get better. (laughs) So there you go. So hey, that's all we got for you. Check us out in two weeks. But until then, travel boom is out.